out we say the quiet part out loud there's no edit so don't be don't be dumb <laughs> yeah. which is i know hard to say for you well i know i mean i've seen heard some dumb stuff <laughs> yeah i know that's because we say everything and we don't edit it <laughs> so today on the rabbit hole ramble we have a special guest and ooh, ooh. you would think that we pre-plan a lot of this stuff but there's no pre-planning it's just a it's just a live conversation. That's the whole idea. Yeah, it is. The whole what idea it is. is no filter. The quiet part out loud. Except our f- new mic. A live conversation. Except we do have a little pop screen on our new. Yeah, because we we got some some constructive feedback that our mics were popping every time we said P pop pop. We but said now a lot of P's, do don't anymore. we? I don't know. <laughs> that episode, I felt like we really did because the, the pops were highlighted. <laughs> I, I heard the same thing. Uh, before we get too far into this, my name is Ray. And I'm Ruben. And this is the Rabbit Hole Ramble podcast where, where we, we say, say the, the quiet, quiet part, part out, out loud. loud. Dude, come on. It's getting better and better. I, f- I almost felt like we messed that one up. Why do you I keep said saying that? Every time I think it's awesome, you're like, nah, we messed that one up. That's the perfectionism. It's, you know, it's just helping, it's just helping us stay humble, you know? Cause we have, we I have, think there's other things a, that keep a, us humble. <laughs> I think we yeah, can celebrate like, this like win. Like our not millions listeners. <laughs> Actually pretty good. Come on, man. Don't, don't offend our listeners. <laughs> no, don't offend the other Jack Wagons listening. Oh, yeah. The Jack, Are we going to call Jack them the Jack Wagons? No, the Jack Wabbits. No, 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 no. No, they're not. The jack holes? Is that what it is? What we landed on? <laughs> <laughs> no, we landed on jack. No, what did we land on? I don't know what we landed jack on. Jack wagons. For, for, for listeners. Ramblers? Oh, fellow ramblers. Is it fellow? No, that, that's, that's less too, offensive that's too than simple. the jack, I thought jack it was, holes. I thought it was jack wagons. Because oh, we're the jack wagons. And we have fellow Jack White. Someone beeped. Oh, yeah. Look at oh, that. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. somebody didn't turn their alarm off like they told us to. So let's introduce our um, let's introduce our, our, our guest, and guest. then we'll talk about our sponsor, and then we'll jump into today's whatever episode. hole we're going to jump into. <laughs> it's going to be a good hole. I've got a couple holes. Oh, good prepared because I because <laughs> I have a ton of them right here, <laughs> right right on my little notepad. Ton ton of holes that we're going to jump into. <laughs> All right. So our guest today, Ruben, why don't you introduce our guest today? Our guest today is very near and dear to my heart i'm basically like his long lost you know adopted son or something i don't know so we're trying trying to figure out what i am but his we're name working is out the paperwork right now is what we're doing yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, he's probably not not wanting me to work out the paperwork he's already got a jack wagon for a son you that's know? true that's true, that's true. <laughs> it is your dad he's got a couple R- jack wagons for randy sons. <laughs> <laughs> sorry randy guys Roten <laughs> oh sorry i just guest. i just spoke over top of you just a second one more time pause Okay. Without further ado, our special guest is Randy Roten. And, and his phone's ringing. Also known as Randell. Randell. I, I always call him Randell Roten. Your phone's ringing. You want to get that? might be important. Oh, yeah. It might be your wife. If it's your wife, answer. If it's your we wife, can, you have to answer. On, not yeah. him. Sorry. Uh-huh. He's not He's not important enough. To, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> got so bad. Oh, my goodness. So bad. Now people are going to be like, yeah, we have, No, we have, this, we have this rule that... If we're ever doing a podcast and our wives call, we have to answer. We have to answer. Okay. So yeah, I've already done it once. Yeah, if your I wife know, calls, I you have that. to answer. If she doesn't call, no one else is important. So I guess God could call if he wanted to. 
All right, and so then, our, our guest, let's do yeah. So Randy Roten, yep. also known as your dad slash oh, my, my, my soon-to-be maybe insistent paperwork caller. father. Insistent caller. It is an insistent caller, but he can wait. <laughs> <laughs> also known as Randell, but I think it's Randall. Randell. Is, oh, it's Randell. Okay. Randall. Yeah, that's I didn't know that. I'm learning. Yeah. You're learning yeah. something so, about your I know father. It's an e at the end, but everybody yeah. always says Randall. Yeah, even I, your mom yeah, said Randall. Yeah, I know Randall. Yeah. Okay. They she also Randall. said Arkansas. So yeah. I don't well, know. Well, that's true. That's true. And, and Missouri. Missouri. So maybe well, we shouldn't go with her pronouncing. <laughs> we, maybe we shouldn't go with her pronouncing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Randell. <laughs> Randell. All right. So this is my dad. We had. Yep. We're going to have him on the Rabbit Hole Ramble. This is episode nine. So, we're almost there, cool. dude. dude. We we're are almost super close. there. Is it episode nine? We, we, yeah, it's episode we nine. We made an agreement that even if it was just out of sheer stubbornness, that we're going to make it to episode 10, which you're oh. a longtime listener, you know, a faithful oh, yeah. listener, so you you already knew this. I've, I've listened to all your rambling, and, <laughs> and uh, sometimes I... I don't understand it, you know. But, uh, <laughs> oh, come on. And, uh, We're very clear. But I, I listen. I have to say I've listened to every episode all the way to the end. Nice. Even wow. all the holes you guys have fallen into. And, I, and I've, th- I've thought, how in the we world do they come up with this stuff? figure out what this caller is and, like, uh, insistently calling you for. Well, I call this guy. Amazing. He's a, a guy in Panama. Okay. And I'm trying to get in touch with him because... But uh, he thinks, he's like... I'm gonna keep trying until he picks up. <laughs> well, that, that's that's exactly. He's an insistent. He's, he's a uh, he's a Latin jagwagon, isn't yeah, it? Ex- exactly. He's, <laughs> he's a, your other adopted son. Yeah, he's in a, Central yeah. America. He's, he's another Latin bunny. Oh, Latin, Latin bunny. bunny. Nice. Dang. We don't call things bunny on this show. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Sorry about <laughs> yeah. that, guys. But it's cool to be with you guys. We got the three R's together. Oh, that's right. And that's the right. Ruben, the Ray, and the the Randell. That, that's an extra and, uh, R for rambling. Oh, oh, we're in trouble. Yes. This is a quadruple threat. R R R R, Randy Ray Ruben rambling. I got gotcha. you. I was like quadruple. Wow. There's not four people here, but now I now I'm God picking the Father, up what the you're Son, the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's still only three. Dude. Just one. That's only one. So that's yeah. four. There was four in the fire. Who's that fourth one? Anyway, this oh, is this is wow. dumb. We we went way off the deep end. Let's talk about our sponsor. Yeah, let's 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 get to our sponsor real fast. I actually um, brought you guys some nice cold brew from nice. well i made it but it's it's from our sponsor dang coffee wow. slingers roasters okay awesome. so you guys can taste it and let me know what you think um i'm open for different it looks a little brews. bit like um like uh 1920s um moonshine is what it oh, kind of yeah. looks like because because of the because of the bottle that and it's they in. do have a moonshine drink there so it, they had that one bourbon like well yeah but it's called they have one on the too. menu right now called moonshine oh i wonder right. if it comes in moonshine? a bottle i think like it's this. called moonshine. Oh, i don't know i'm pretty sure it's called moonshine i don't know, I don't know. so um, gonna, speaking I'll, of slingers i'm gonna try this real quick ruben see if it's any good it's a cold brew what which which uh which origin that one is um amarillo amarillo from yes. guatemala because we um you said that you liked the Central Ooh. American ones Ooh. better. So did I say that? Yeah, no, I think I on our, our last maybe it was a different. I conversation just like Honey Pacamara, but Amarillo is good. This is a good cold yeah, brew. This is good. You said, really good. It's very I know because we were talking. You said don't cold brew Himalayan natural. No, not that. That's one. the one because it one. was very like fruity and uh, that's acidic. Central American too. But it's very. It's because of the way the, they do the the bean or the the cherry. Ah, it's a washed. Yeah. 
cherry. Oh, okay. So, so it has to do with the process yeah. then. Oh, okay. So, so I've tried good. different ones and I agree. It's Himalayan natural is not, is not my favorite cold brew. It's very, very strong. But this one is... Yeah, this uh, is good. So coffeeslingers.com. And as we mentioned in our last episode, coffeeslingers.com slash rabbit hole ramble. And you can get a discount on your coffee slingers beans. A pretty great discount too. 15%. 15% That's like wow. way to go, Isaac. Mm-hmm. That was a that was very generous. So, so for all our one listeners that's going to order coffee, no, thank you. you man, get 15%. I'm kidding. Got, this is going to go crazy. <laughs> what about the swag, guys? You get a discount on the... What swag? Oh no, uh, we, oh, didn't, we didn't negotiate that. I'm sorry. Because you had oh, a sick shirt on. on the other day, that green long sleeve. I had an awesome I said shirt. I had dreams about that the other day. So what's funny is I was cleaning out my closet yesterday, and I had a pile of clothes that I hadn't hung up, mm-hmm. and I was going through my pile of clothes, and I got to this green shirt, and I was like, I don't have a green long sleeve shirt. What is, what is this thing? And it was inside out, and then I put it inside out, like like straight outside, inside you know, like right. normal yeah. inside right. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, there we go. And it was my <laughs> coffee slinger shirt, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot I have this coffee oh, slinger man. shirt. So good thing you so didn't good. like pitch it thinking like i don't know where this shirt came from just wear this green but anyway yeah really cool i don't think the 50 percent applies it only applies to coffee to coffee green like green it applies to beans like bean orders so yeah like like order your online orders yeah so um the bean shirts don't work no the bean shirts don't not not as far as i know you can talk to isaac he may he's a good guy he might yeah he may i was into in coffee slingers last week and i tried their matcha lemonade Ooh, I heard that's good. I've never it's had delicious. it. It's mm. delicious. Matcha lemonade. So I said, hey, surprise me with something that's not coffee. And wow. that's what he gave me. So if you're not a coffee drinker and you want something different, matcha lemonade, super good. Cool. Um, anyway, coffeeslingers.com slash rabbit hole ramble. They're awesome. And uh, today we wanted to have my dad in and uh, we wanted to talk about some of your stories, some of your life, kind of where, like, who are you? What are you up to these days? And then also kind of some of your history. But I also wanted to highlight some of our um, Rockies and adventure experiences. So you oh, have yeah. a Rocky Mountain we shirt should. on right now. So that <laughs> Absolutely. is a good hole to jump into. But tell us a little bit about you. I don't know if you have like a, it doesn't have to be short. It could be a ramble, but make it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> of your, like, who are you? Where are you from? What's your story? What's your background? And uh, so you went to the website. I did. Whoa. What do you think? That's awesome. It's got the logo and everything, and it says, let's get ready to ramble. Thank you, Isaac. That's awesome. Cool. 15% off your coffee order. How oh. awesome. Write the jack wagons at hello rabbit or at <laughs> rabbitholeramble.com. I love it. Did you say wabbit hole? No, I didn't. Oh. Ray, Ray said wabbit before. I don't before. say wabbit. Well, you a long time ago. That one time, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And I called, I called you out on it, and you haven't said it since. Okay. So well, it, mean, it means my call out was successful. Well, it that's worked. good. It worked. Sometimes we got to be called out. You have to exhort people. That's that's cool. <laughs> and if people, keep people. Saying, if, if people keep saying it after you call them out, they don't care. So yeah. Right. They're just like, I don't care about your call out. I'm just going to do you do you, which is the what's the worst advice you could ever give anyone you said? It's the worst advice you can give anyone is you absolutely do you. you do you boo that's the worst advice oh. you could ever give anybody anyway <laughs> so who are, so who are you and where are you from and what's your story well yeah, my life's been an adventure and I, and I think everybody has an adventure if they're just willing to step up and and enjoy what god has for you and uh it started off back in 1955 when i was born in sweetwater texas and and it really started you mentioned your my mom your granny and uh, 20 years after she was born, I was born, and the same doctor that delivered her delivered me, hmm. and uh, which oh, wow. is kind of cool. 
And uh, she was like, this looks like a Randale. <clears throat> yeah, Randale. Yeah, Randale. exactly. And, uh, <laughs> and my dad was in the service and oh, grew yeah. up in Germany and different oh, okay. places. Lived 13, pla- 13 different places by the time I was in uh, fifth grade. Wow. And uh, so a lot of, lot of adventure, a lot of, lot of different cultures and different things. And I think that was part of, you know, that kind of molded me or, you know, just brought me to the place where where I'm at today. And, and, uh, and growing up, you know, you, Ray, uh, uh, we've always had a lot of adventures. And, and um, one of the biggest things that's always been a blessing to me and uh, I've always enjoyed is, is being able to do that with family. Mm. And because, uh, you know, uh, you know as well as I do, Ray, we uh, in Costa Rica, we worked hard. We did a lot of things that were ministry related, but we took time out to hike mountains and, you know, have adventures and, and do different things together. And, and, uh, and I've always enjoyed it. And I think God in, includes that in our, in our life. I think he knows what we thrive on and what, uh, we're, uh, what he created us for. And, and, uh, and I've been privileged to be able to do some really cool things. And, and, uh, and looking back, you, you, at the moment you think, well, okay, this is just part of what, what I'm, what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, looking back, it's pretty, some of the stuff we did was pretty extreme, yeah. you know, from the jungles of Panama and Costa Rica to high mountains in the Rockies. And, and, uh, it's, it's Grand pretty Canyon. awesome. Grand Canyon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've done some really, Oof, really cool stuff so bad. and, uh, and it's, it's, it's been, it's been fun. And, uh, and I get up every morning and I've told you guys this, I get up every morning just expecting God's going to do something. And I'm, I'm looking for it and I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm watching for the, the things that he's got planned for me that day. And, and I want to, I want to live each day. You know, I want to, I don't want to miss one. Yeah. I don't want to miss anything. So you were married, you were born 20 years after your mom Yep. and you had a kid 20 years after. Your yeah, mom. exactly. Yeah. In fact, your sister, Rachel, if, if we'd have been in Sweetwater, Texas, where I was born, the doctor there was still had his license. He wasn't really practicing, but in, 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 uh, in reality, he could have delivered Rachel too. So mm. it have been three generations of uh, people, starting with my mom, me, and then potentially my uh, your sister. Uh, That's cool. And uh, so, wow. So Sweetwater, Texas. Cool. I don't know if anybody's ever been there, but it's a small West Texas town. Yeah. What's um, it known for? Tumbleweeds. I know. <laughs> Tumbleweeds. Tumbleweeds. Sweetwater. Bitterwater. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, right now, windmills. But I don't yeah, know what it was when you were a kid. Oh, it was the rattlesnake roundup. Rattlesnake roundup. That's right. That's right. That's right. And that was part of my adventure too. Worked a couple of years in the rattlesnake roundup and skinning rattlesnakes and you know and just in that. And I know, remember we were in Costa Rica one time. We were watching TV and they there was some show and it was talking about the rattlesnake roundup yeah. and they started showing clips and you're like, I work for that guy. So like the oh, same yeah. guy was still there. He goes, I dated his daughter. You know, I was like, yeah. Oh, that's not my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. My yeah. But it's like the rattlesnake roundup. These crazy guys get in the little thing with the rattlesnakes and they're walking, turning their back on the snake. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I don't think you should turn your back on a snake, Never. not a rattlesnake. Never. But yeah. these guys just get used to it. Do you, yeah. Do you, just used you to said it. they were known for windmills. Oh well, yeah, they have those that's like now. Big, the big the wind turbines, the big ones. Tur- yeah. Hey, how do that you was know? After. How do you know that a windmill likes rock music? Oh, because they're made out of heavy metal. Oh, let's go. 
That's that's so sad. Yeah, yeah. that was so. I'm gonna just gonna go wah, 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 oh, over that because no, nobody no. nobody needs to hear no, that. Yes, they yeah. do. Dude. That All was, no one my needs dad to hear joke that lovers crap, out there. Dude. That was wants to hear it and they'll laugh. I know they will. I don't know about yes, that. Yes, they will. I, I, I don't, I don't know about that. By the way, that, how long did know? it take you to get that joke that I posted on Instagram? It just took me a couple seconds. Okay. How many times do you have to read it? I had to read it in a different okay, way. Just okay. twice. Just Did twice. you get it? Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it right <laughs> just away. Just read it twice. I got it right away. Uh, Second pastor, time I got it. Pastor, oh, priest, and a rabbit. Randy you know. over here, Randell, is so smart. I got <laughs> it right away. Yeah. He got it no, quick. No. He's a quick quick study. Yeah, I just know how Ray's mind works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. That came from my sister-in-law. Uh, oh. She posted that on our family group, and I was like, yep, take that and put it on Instagram. That was a rabid humor. That's funny. <laughs> that's perfect. Um, so Sweetwater, Texas, home of the Mustangs. Mustang. Home of the Mustangs. Yeah, the yeah. Sweetwater High. Yeah. Um, well, I thank fr- God that I wasn't born in Sweetwater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I graduated so from high I school. Almost, and I almost was born there, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. West Texas, away. anyway. Yeah. You're so I've heard more of my story as I get older, but you guys were living in Texas and then moved back to California yeah. after, right before I was born. Yeah. So thank you for that. My yeah. sister and I were born in California, which is, yeah. which is, I don't know why being born in the LA area is more fun than West Texas, but yeah. I don't know. For some reason that's more fun, so even can, though I've uh, never lived there. We were actually, say actually from moved California. from Odessa to the Navajo Reservation and we stopped there a little bit and then we went to California where you were born. Hmm. So the the Navajo Reservation is part of your story as well, and it's part of my story. But I want to go even back further. So you lived in Germany when you were a kid. Yeah. Your dad dad was stationed there. My pa, your dad, was stationed there. Um, Tell me about your relationship with your dad, because I know know, he wasn't a believer when you were a kid. And so tell me about the relationship with a a man that was military, army, career man, and how your experience growing up with him was. It was... I, I love the military. I re- really respect it. I remember as a kid, I had fatigues and I dressed up in fatigues. I remember when they did Reveille, you get out of the car, you salute the flag. Mm. It was a different era. It was in mm. the Cold War and uh, he was a mechanic in Seventh Army. And uh, mm. and he was kind of a n- all business, very strict. And he wasn't a believer. He had a problem with alcohol. And uh, mm. I believe he was an alcoholic. And, and, uh, was he so, a staff sergeant at the end? Yeah, he was a he was a staff sergeant. Okay, that's and, how he finished. And those are the the real stern sons of guns. Well, and and yeah, there used to be an old comic book. I don't know if you guys ever read it called Sergeant Rock, Mm-mm. and uh, uh-huh. it's an old one. You'll have to look it up. I mean, that's he funny. was he was, uh, and and that's the way I looked at my dad, Sergeant Rock, mm. and uh, and he had come out of the uh, Korean War. He was a prisoner of war for twenty three months. Uh, he was getting ready to rotate out, and. Uh, and they were, you know, there was a huge communist. It was really Chinese that were in North Korea that were back in the North Koreans. And they, they did this great big offensive and pushed the allied forces or the, yeah, the allied forces, the UN forces, I guess, all the way down to the, the end of the peninsula there in, in Korea. And, uh, my dad went up and, <clears throat> and, uh, was delivering some food up to the front lines and, and, they came and they asked him and said, "Hey, Roten, you want to go take some, take some uh, food up to uh, the guys, chow up to the guys on the front line?" He said, "Yeah." So he grabbed some, uh, some kind of weapon and and jumped in a, a two and a half ton truck, hmm. took off up the road, and they were pushing burning vehicles out of the way. And they came around a corner, and there was just this wall of of Chinese coming towards them. Wow. And uh, he emptied his weapon and used everything he had, came around the side of the truck and was getting ready to get some more ammunition and ran into a 
yeah, not literally, but ran into the point of a bayonet, a uh, Chinese uh, guy there. They killed the South Koreans right on the spot, took the uh, UN troops at that time and took them prisoner and marched them up into China. And uh, he was there 23 months, escaped eight times, was caught eight times. And, so he uh, was most of the Korean conflict. He was, oh, he yeah. was a prisoner of war most of the yeah, time. Yeah, he was a POW. Wow. And, wow. Uh, so and those are the stories <clears throat> I heard growing up. Yeah. Were those stories where he would try to escape or they'd make him walk all night and, yeah. or walk all day. He couldn't, they wouldn't let him sleep, like sleep device, right. put him in a sweat box. Right. Eating rats <clears throat> and cats. Oh, they and, ate everything. Yeah. And my dad didn't really talk about that stuff when I was growing up. He, he, he had, you know, they call it all different kinds of names now, but uh, he was going through some trauma. Yeah. And, Do you think uh, that's where the alcohol came from? Oh, was yeah. That, was that yeah. experience in And Korea? I remember as a kid, uh, he, he would sit down and eat his meal. It, he would always leave a little bit of food on the on his plate. Mm. And I always wondered, why did you do Well, it was something that was, you know, programmed in his mind. Don't eat everything you got because you may not have another meal coming. Wow. And I remember as wow. a kid, you know, him doing that probably up until I was probably fourth, fifth grade. Wow. So, so when I was a kid, I thought he was in the Navy because he had an anchor on his arm, a tattoo of an anchor. Well, that's another story. He was in the Navy. <laughs> oh, he and, was? Okay. Uh, he signed up right after Second World War, or at the end of Second World War, and uh, went in the Navy. He lied about his age. Real bad situation there in West Texas, very impoverished po- uh, uh, time. Mm-hmm. Went into in the Navy, and he was somewhere in the Pacific, and they, I think, had been in the Philippines, and somebody had picked up a monkey. And uh, the monkey was <laughs> on the ship and was the mascot. And uh, and some officer came by and, you know, had to show his, you know, his whatever and took the monkey and threw it overboard. Oh, Lord. Well, you know, the guys, and my dad was a young guy. Well, he hit this officer. Oh, and uh, oh. they were going to court-martial him. And they gave him an option, either get court-martialed or change branches of service. So he went into the Army. <laughs> wow. And was there for 23 years after that. So so that's that's where the anchor came. It was a really a cruddy looking tattoo. <laughs> and, uh, and the older you get, you know, the worse they get, your flesh starts sagging. I thought it was cool. I, mean, I, I thought it was, it was awesome. I was like, it yeah. doesn't get better with age, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was awesome the whole time. <laughs> I don't time. think so. I, really, I always loved it. But he was uh, he would always grip. He would he said that you need to have strong hands. So he's oh, like, yeah. you need to squeeze a ball. You need to have a grip. So I always... In my mind, Paul, I called him Paul, yeah. and he had a crew cut. Uh, oh, yeah. He looked like that picture of that Sergeant Rock. I mean, oh, he yeah. looked like that guy. Yeah. And um, and he would tell me to squeeze a ball all the time. So I'd always remember his tough hands, and he had that that tattoo on his that arm. tattoo, uh, yeah. And then he had hair coming out of the top of his shirt. And I always thought, oh, that's cool. My granddad's got a hairy chest. Well, one day we were swimming at Sweetwater Lake, and he took his shirt off, and it's only right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just his there. hair is just yeah. right there at yeah. the shirt, <laughs> where his shirt yeah. comes out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like, well, that was a trick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My dad always told me, if you want hair on your chest, you have to get chicken manure and Tabasco sauce oh. and rub it on your chest. Nice. Uh, who knows where that came Let's from? Let's be honest. Did you? That's ever why do he that? just did it right there. No, did I did not do that because did I didn't it. want just hair growing out of the top of my chair and my my my, my shirt. Like a rooster. Like, I don't like, want yeah. to look like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. It's yeah. Like yeah. A rooster. And and the funny thing about that, Ray, when when Rachel, your sister, was small and she was just a baby, she used to hang on to that uh. and lean backwards. It was like oh. a, you know, I don't know, like a rope or something, or you know, or you know. <laughs> I mean, was, you saw it, and it was a. You thought that's what he hit. He just had a hairy chest. What you thought? But that's funny. Yeah. So, so did did you I'm interested, you know a lot about you know a lot of stories and things like that. It seems like you have a 
um, pretty good uh, awareness of like some of the things your dad went through. Was that through, was he pretty forthcoming with um, some of those stories? Did he give them up freely or was he a pretty closed book? Did you have to pry? Did you have to ask a lot of questions and those kinds of things? Yeah, Ruben, when I, when we were growing up, he didn't talk about that stuff okay. and uh, he never talked about anything. And uh, But there would be times when he'd be sitting there. I remember watching a, a movie on the second, uh, on Korean War and, uh, and they were doing some things and there were some pretty severe things that they had to do. And he said, he said, we had to do that when I was in, in the concentration camp. Oh, wow. And, uh, and that's all he said. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it went on and I, I didn't really pry or anything, but after he came to the Lord, after he accepted Christ as a savior, God began to heal that. And he began to talk more and more about, about his experiences and stuff. And some of it was, was it, there was some humor involved in that and it was GI humor, you know, uh-huh. you know, being a soldier and stuff. But, but then there were some really serious things that he saw and, and, uh, yeah. experienced and trauma and stuff like that. So, yeah. One of the things that's fascinating for me is is my experience with Paul is different than your experience mm-hmm. with Paul. And so I called him Papa, and then the older I got, I, got, I called him Paul. Yeah. And then I don't know what you called him growing up, but <clears throat> Dad. Um, Dad. Yeah. And so, but my experience with him was really different than your experience with him because um, in my childhood, he was just sweet. And yes, he was tough, yeah. but he was very, he was very loving and very uh, a sweet man. And then I got to sit with him and ask him questions and he would tell stories. And I remember one time we were sitting there in the, in the living room of their house and he told a story about one of his experiences. And you said, I've never heard that story. Yeah. And I thought that was so fascinating because your experience was different right. growing up. You know, he might've been more hard. Um, he right. had some, some, some addictions and he had some, just some personality things that he yeah. was trying to work through. And so, um, my experience with your dad, and, and this is one thing I reflect on is that you allowed me to meet your dad even though maybe your relationship always wasn't the best. Oh yeah. And so yeah. I got to experience a father through, through like I got to experience him differently than you did. Sure. And so, um, and then you made some decisions when you were a young man that altered the course of your life and altered the, even my interaction as a, as a man. Right. right. And so if you would have let your dad's experience and, and kind of the things that you grew up with, um, affect you in that way, you right. wouldn't be the, the father you are. So you made some decisions early on, how, how did you go about making those decisions? Because you experienced a home life, but our home life was not that way. No. And, and that's the thing, Ray. I mean, you, it, there comes a time when you have to break the cycle, you know, maybe what you experienced and do something different. And both your mom and I, when we got married, we decided on purpose intentionally to do things differently. Hmm. And not that it was maybe the, the best thing for everyone or, or, and we made mistakes and stuff, but, but one of the things that my dad never did growing up, in fact, I was like probably 17 when I remember the first time him telling me he loved me. I knew that he loved me, he cared for me, but he never verbalized that. He never said that. And, 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 and then I look back at his his experience growing up and stuff. It was a, it was a different era and it yeah. was, it was tough. It was during the depression. It was just a, it was a hard life. And uh, so, so I, you know, I equate that to some, uh, some of what he did. When well, he walked away from his family too, I think, cause yeah. I didn't meet any of them until no. his funeral. And that I was met one sister. But. Yeah. And that was a weird, a weird thing too. I never really knew any, except my aunt and Alice yeah. and, uh, but I didn't, really didn't know any of the family. And he had a brother, uh, two brothers. I never met them. Mm-hmm. And uh, growing up, his mom and dad passed away. His mom, his dad passed away when he was uh, in prisoner war camp. 
And then his mom, when uh, your granny, when my mom and him got married, they were married in the hospital room where my his mom, my grandmother, was dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she was young. She was uh, probably in her 40s. Wow. And uh, so uh, I never met either one of his parents. Wow. So, so it was a different uh, upbringing. But once he got saved, you know, his life changed. And when you guys came along, when his grandkids came along, man, he, he was transformed. I mean, he, he turned into this loving, mellow, yeah, yeah. Mellow guy. And he, I mean, he loved you guys. I mean, there wasn't anything that he wouldn't do for you guys. And that's some fun, fun experiences with him and my, my granny, you know, she's, uh, my daughter's named after her, uh, cause she's just a firecracker of a lady. Yeah. She had to be, to be married to him. Oh, he's absolutely. A, a tough man to be married yeah, to. Yeah. Military wives are, are tough yeah. ladies. Yeah. I'm sure. I think you have a, a combo of your dad and mom, which is I've, I've, I didn't get to spend, you know, as much time as you did with them, but, um, I see my granny and my pa and you're, you're a combo of them both. Oh yeah. First time Christy met, <laughs> met, uh, she was fortunate to meet them both. But the first time she met pa, I took her, um, Shortly after we got married to Sweetwater, yeah. we stayed in their cabin at the lake, oh, yeah. and uh, and they we would play games, and uh, they had this old game called Pollyanna, as we sit around the table and we play. Well, my granddad, he's a cheat, and he cheats. Um, oh, on he the was games. the biggest and cheater. It, if he could, if he could cheat, <laughs> and no one catch it, he would. Oh, yeah. you know, he would get away with it. You know, oh, yeah. And so Christie's his 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 teammate, and me and Granny are teammates, and he would wink at Christy. But he's got this military look. Oh, like yeah. A, a, oh, we'll, yeah. We'll post on Instagram the Sergeant Rock, but he looks like this guy. And so he's looking at Christy, and he's cheating. He's, like, counting extra oh, yeah. moves. Oh, yeah. And he winks at her, and she's like, I was scared to death. I wasn't going to call him out. <laughs> 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 so that's her first, like, encounter with yeah. him is like, your yeah. granddad cheats, yeah. but I can't say anything. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to the family. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And my mom is the opposite. My mom's like, oh, die hard. You oh. better tell the truth. And Christy's that way, too. Yeah, so it's kind of yeah, funny. No but. kidding. So, no um, so, uh, you lived in Germany station there yeah. and then how old were you when you moved back to the States? Uh, we moved back when I was in the fifth grade. And, uh, so okay. lived in Germany. He spoke seven, German then. Yeah. Yeah. I, I spoke German. I, I can't speak any German now cause there's nobody that speaks Schnell. German. You can say yeah, some yeah, stuff, right? yeah. Yeah. Uh, guten Tag. There you go. And, See, uh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. But fluent, uh, <laughs> yeah, flu- fluent. but yeah, I, I did speak uh, German and of course our, our family goes back to Rotenburg. Right. And uh, they're in Germany. I actually got to see that castle oh, when I growing up, and it's pretty cool. But we lived there seven years all together, two different times we lived in Germany. Yeah, but I loved it, and I thought it was a great big adventure. And and uh, and, and uh, my mom and dad, they were the kind of people that got out and explored and, and uh, took advantage of being in. And, and, and that's probably one of the places I learned the, being adventurous, mm-hmm. you know, getting out there and, and checking things out and, and uh, learning new cultures and eating different foods and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and that part we tried to pass on to you kids, yeah. you know, that, that adventure and having an adventure, adventurous spirit. And I think you guys got some of that. And you talk about a combo. I see, I see you and, and, and myself, our, 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 your mom and myself and, and you, Ray. Yeah. And I think you're kind of a combo. And I think all of our kids, you know, kind of pick up stuff and, always tell people that yeah the good stuff you see in my kids is from me and yeah. <laughs> and and when they do wrong that's your kid yeah yeah that's, that's your, your kid mom. exactly <laughs> yeah that's your mom yeah where is your mother yeah my kids are adopted and i still do that so <laughs> that's fun that's hilarious. um i want to fast forward because we don't have a ton of time we'll have to maybe have you back sometime um and talk more about some of the stuff because there's some things that you're talking about that's bringing up 
um, some of my experiences and some of the things that, uh, why I am the way I am. Sure. Uh, but my, my granny tells a lot of stories, told a lot of stories about Germany, about growing up, uh, I, it might be 50% truth, but there was some truth in all of it. Uh, oh, yeah. She's a storyteller, stretcher. She tells great stories um, and and some very, very impactful stories. But yeah. um, I see some of that in, in you as well. Um, I, I want to kind of fast forward a little bit because you um, weren't a believer. You didn't grow up in a believing family. Right. You were Your family wasn't necessarily like even identified as anything. Uh, but you, you had a, you had my mamma, right. uh, which is your grandma, right. um, you had her in your life and she was a spiritual yep. person. She knew Christ. Right. So tell me about some of that in your youth and in your teenage years right. about how you encountered uh, a relationship with Jesus. Right. Well, your, your granny, my mom, uh, came to Christ when she was 11 years old in a revival meeting. And she, she told me about it before she went to be with the Lord and, and uh, she remembered that when she when she came to the Lord and when she got saved, she did not want to go to church. In fact, the the night she went to church, uh, she was mad about the dress. She was upset about the dress she had to wear, and uh, went to church. That's and, the second person we've heard today, Reuben. That's and funny. Uh, <laughs> and it was just just kind of you know she was not happy, but uh, it, she she came to the Lord. But growing up, she, there was no, you know, follow up. There was not any real discipleship or, you know, helping people grow in their in their faith. So she kind of drifted away, met my dad so, right after he was liberated, came back to the States. And they knew each other two weeks and they got married. And Ooh, uh, wow. I always heard six weeks, but two weeks Whoa. and uh, two weeks. And uh, they and, and he grew up in a little town about 20 miles north of Sweetwater. And little rural community. And is she from Sweetwater? And, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. uh, Sweetwater. Yeah, okay. that's where um, okay. my granny was uh, was born. He was born in Rotan, between Roby and Rotan, two little towns uh, right. north of Sweetwater, and uh, and they went out on a on a date and everything. And he had gotten all this back pay, you know, almost two years of back pay that he didn't get. And uh, she tells a story. Told me the story about getting all this money, and she laid it out. Uh, I don't know how many deep. $20 bills on top of her bed. And, uh, and he just handed her all this cash, just barely knew her said, keep this money for me. And I've got to go see, uh, whoever. And, uh, and she laid all this money out. And man, I don't know if that was the, the thing that, uh, you know, attracted her attention to marry this guy. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't think so. She was like, and, uh, oh, I don't think so. But, uh, and that, and that's kind of, that's kind of where it's, where, where her story was growing up in a military family used to go to the the, the base services, just, just real generic stuff, but I always had a, uh, an interest in spiritual things and mm. always enjoyed going and we didn't go all the time. We were very, you know, just hit and miss, really not, not committed, not anything like you said, got back to, uh, uh, and we come, come back and forth to the States, go back to, to Sweetwater. And I remember my grandmother, Mamma and, uh, uh, just a little guy, I was probably maybe four or five years old. And uh, it was at Christmas time, and she took me to church, and we walked in the building. There was a huge, and of course, you know, I was just a little guy, and this tree was just massive, and mm -hmm. it was probably a regular sized tree, but it looked huge, enormous. And we walked in, and and uh, and she said, and, and back then, and 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 still in the South, everybody gets a nickname, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's mm -hmm. yeah, everybody gets a nickname. Yeah. And uh, there were thirteen of us. Well, there were probably twelve of us at the time, uh, grandchildren. And I was the youngest grandchild, uh, grandchild at the time, and uh, the boy, and my nickname was Pee Wee. 
And, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so, oh, yeah. Just found his new name. So, so I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. We always say the, you know, the, the quiet things out loud, right? <laughs> yeah. No, that's where it works. Peewee the Wabbit. Oh, nice. Peewee the Wabbit. Come on, guys. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Come on, guys. All right, yeah. finish Come the story. On, guys. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm sorry. Interruptions. Interruptions. <laughs> that's, my, that's my specialty. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's my I'm specialty. Sorry. Yeah. But she said, Pee Wee, there's, there's a gift under the tree for you. And I, uh, I was thinking in my little mind, how in the world did anybody know that I was coming? You know, I, there, there's, there's no way that they knew. How did they know that I was going to be here and they put a gift under there? Well, years later, I realized it was my, my mammal that put the gift under there. And, uh, and I remember that gift. It was a little red kerosene lantern. And and I still have that lantern. I mean, cool. it's still no yeah. One of, yeah, uh, I, it's either one of your brothers has it. Right. So I might don't, have it. Don't get jealous. You I might have it, it in my yeah, cabinet I, at the house. There's a currency lantern, a red one yeah. in my house. Is that yeah. that? Well, look on look on the bottom. If a there's a sticker living in your cupboard, I did not know. If there's a if there's a sticker on the bottom, that's the one. What if it drove? What if it fell off? <laughs> well, no. I mean, it, it it'll be a sticky look, mark look. Okay, mess on cabinet. the bottom. So Sweet. anyway, I have a kerosene so, lantern in my cabinet. Cabinet, maybe nice. that's it. So yeah. my mamaw was a real impact on my life. Yeah. I mean, she was a godly lady and just really, really, you know, made an influence on me. I loved going to her house. She was always. Um, you know, there's always something there. She always had an, and we always had these boxes and that we could dig through this treasure box. And, and in yeah. fact, I've done that with your, oh, yeah. my, our grandkids, you know, cause it was a big deal to me. And granny so, did that with us. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. There was always something to explore, something yeah. to, to, to know. And she had lots of great stories too. And just a tremendous influence. So she made an impact on my, on my life. We started getting in back into church and uh, after we got back from journey, but it's kind of hit and miss. What and, kind of church uh, was it? Like what? Uh, what was a Baptist church? Was it there in Sweetwater? Yeah, yeah, Sweetwater. Okay, and uh, and so we 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 would go, and sometimes we wouldn't go, and and uh, and I went back, uh, went down forward during a vacation Bible school, and supposedly made a decision for Christ, but yeah. I didn't. It was just just a herd of kids went down, and Yeet. and uh, and uh, Ruben and, and I are talking about this today, and oh, didn't man. didn't really, uh, you know, it really, as a fifteen year old kid went to a youth camp. And uh, down in Brownwood, Texas, and yeah. I don't know how many kids. I mean, there's five or six hundred kids there that 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 week. And I was actually they had a choir back in a time, you know, at camps they had a choir wow. and stuff. Yeah. And I was sitting up in the choir, and I was thinking, "You don't have it. <laughs> I mean, you 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 don't you don't know the Lord." And and I was just sitting there, and I was just under this conviction. And I stepped out of the, that choir in front of all these people, walked down. And I still remember the color of the bench. It was a light green bench. Mm. And the I center's found, bench right on the yeah, front. Yeah, the right? center's bench, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I found my pastor, his Raymond Dunn, huh. and uh, and went down. I talked to him. I said, I said, uh, I said, Brother Dunn. And we, we always call him brother, you know, Brother yeah. Dunn. And I said, I, I, I need to get saved. And, uh, and we knelt down there. That was uh, July the 23rd, 1970. It was on mm. a Thursday night. Mm. And I, and I'm, man, I, from that day forward, I have never, ever doubted. I know, you know, I know where I'm going. And, so uh, the, the, uh, influence of a mammal yeah. and then, uh, to, to, to keep you at least connected somehow to church until right. you understood the gospel. Right. Um, and there's a heritage ray that goes back to my great grandfather hmm. who was a Baptist pastor oh, really? out south of Sweetwater. And he started a church out there. And uh, just out in a, a rural area, and started a church there. And his name was no McLaughlin, and uh, oh. and it was kind of cool too. This little community had a, a church building. 
they had a Baptist congregation and a Methodist congregation, and uh, and they would switch off every other Sunday. The Baptists would have the church, and then the Methodists would have the church. But everybody came to both services. I mean, there was That's no, cool. there was no. Oh, wow. We're going to go man. because DNA is in me. So, Ooh, yeah, so it yeah, so. it goes it goes back to what. That, uh, so. Where's that at? What town? It's in Nolan. Nolan. And it's just I'll have to go check that out. It's just south. I mean, it's just a little kind of a crossroads thing. It's out in the middle of wow. you know. Cool. You know. Is the church still there? I I don't know, Ruben. I, I'm yeah, not. Better. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure, That's but really I've got cool. some. I've got That'd a book somewhere well, that talks some about stories like from you and Granny and and even Pa about your young, like being a young person. You weren't necessarily the most conformed kid. You were. You, no. you told me one time you would go play football and see how many swats you could get from the coach. That's when they spanked kids. Oh still. yeah, that's yeah. cool. So, we had a competition yeah, when I was in high school. Just really, you know, the frontal lobe's not developed yet. So, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, they used, yet? To, they used to spank. Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh, it, it was crazy. Hey, I mean, there was there was to, they, they that, called it. How's your frontal lobe doing? Yeah, how's your frontal lobe doing, Pee Wee? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so okay, one one more time, and I'm out of here. Oh so, no, don't so, leave us. So no, we uh, you know one year we had this competition. You know all these jack wagons. They uh, uh, yeah. we got together. And we <laughs> thought who can get the most SWATs is what they called it. SWATs. Dang. And guess who won? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I I you have I, to win. I won. And, and, and these were, and, and guys, these <laughs> weren't good. these weren't just little paddles. I mean, these were. There's one coach. He had a baseball bat. Sawed in half. Oh, and wow. those were the sixty swats. I mean, that, I mean, it's and, and I <laughs> remember abuse. going into uh, the yeah. principal's office, and uh, it was Mister White, and the principal, and uh, and he looked at me, and said uh, Roten, and he said he looked at me, and said, uh, "Is your dad's name John?" And I said, "Yes, sir. My my dad's name's John." He said. He said, I remember paddling his rear end, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Apple doesn't far, far, fall far from the tree. <laughs> oh, so so uh, anyway, you know. But I was I was kind of an adventurous kid. Uh, on Friday after school, I would pack up. I'd get a sleeping bag and get some, you know, just some canned tuna or whatever. And, uh, and I would grab my sleeping bag and a backpack, and I would just hike out, to, you know, south of Sweetwater and, and go. We had this kind of a bluff uh, cliff like thing you've been up there as a kid but uh, we'd go up there and just hike off into the into the the bush and and uh, sleep under some juniper tree or you know out in the open and and i do that almost every friday and we'd walk oh gosh probably 15 20 miles and uh, wow. i remember it being so thirsty you, know, you just you want to drink anything and and uh, go out to some stock tank you're drinking this nasty Gross. water and stuff <laughs> oh, and wow. i mean just i mean it was crazy out with the cows it was crazy <laughs> out there with the rattlesnakes and stuff and and uh, and we just See, that's the out. kind of adventure I didn't in, inherit. I'm, I'm adventurous, but not that kind of adventure. Well, I like no. people. I like to be yeah. around people. So I'm not going to get a backpack and go by myself out well, in the boonies, No, well, you know? I would go. If I could get somebody to go with me, I would go. But then sometimes I would just go off by myself and just, you know, mm. go fishing and hunt airheads and, you know, just that's check wild. stuff out. And But you, you've been up on that that uh, oh, yeah. that bluff out there. They have stinking uh, windmills out there now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The windmill industry revived with Sweetwater. Sweetwater yeah. was like a dying town, and then all of a sudden houses became very expensive because the yeah. windmill crews came in. So yeah. there's nothing out there but wind. So it's a, a little bit like Yukon. <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot of wind. Year, I'm cow. surprised we don't have any turbines going on here because it's amazing. So let's fast forward a little bit. Um, you uh, came. You became a, a professing Christian yes. as a teenager. You um, 
that was a youth camp. You had some right. religious experiences growing up and then you ended up in California. I mean, how did that even happen? Because yeah. you're in West Texas and you ended up in California to go to Bible college. Right. Well, when I was in, in high school, I, I wanted to go in the military. That's, that's kind of what I, I, and that just that lifestyle or that adventure and, uh, just appealed to me. And so I, I was going to graduate from high school and I was going to go into the Marines. And, and in fact, at one time I thought I checked into the seals and, you know, Rangers and all that kind of stuff. And I, and I thought, yeah, that, that, that I, I'd want to do that. And, uh, and this was at the end of the Vietnam era. I registered for the draft and I thought, you know, I'm going to get drafted or whatever. And, uh, but I was going to, I was going to enlist. I was going to go in my senior year and going into my senior year in high school, God just got a hold of my heart, and I just I just felt like, well, you know, <laughs> I, I feel like God's leading me into ministry, and uh, so I, I I surrendered to that. I didn't know what what that meant. Yeah. I didn't know where I was going to go, and uh, but I changed directions from military to into the ministry, and in uh, through a series of events, I was introduced to a small small Bible college out in California, and uh, where you went, where you guys went over in Springfield. You know, there that was there, and that was the option. That's what I always heard about. But uh, there's just something about California. You oh know, yeah, just me too. Adventure and I wish you know there was still a Bible college out in California. That might have been where I ended I up. I would have been. And the up job there. markets. This is back in the '70s. Job market was better. Springfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, and everybody I knew that went to Springfield, it just didn't really appeal to me. You know, I'd seen guys come and go, and they'd go a year and then come home and you know do whatever they were going to mm-hmm. do. And I was. I've always been committed when I start something, you finish, you finish it. You, you, you yeah. go through unless God redirects your, you know, your life. So went out to California, never been to California. Went with a buddy of mine and a little tiny Volkswagen Beetle and uh, drove out there and never been in a huge city. I mean, you, you talk about West yeah. Texas kid and, but I, you know, I'd been different cultures, got out there and uh, it was so smoggy. I remember my eyes burning and I mean, it was just horrible <laughs> And I got up to the campus. It was in San Dimas, California. Got up to the campus, and uh, and it was like two weeks. I didn't even know there was mountains close by. I mean, because you couldn't see anything. <laughs> you couldn't even see it. Yeah, couldn't see anything. <laughs> the prime just, of the industrial revolution. It was just like, horrible, horrible. And so I and uh, was on campus, and the wind blew one day, and they're, I mean, they're close. Those mountains are really close. Yeah. And uh, so um, got out there, and first time going through, you know, the cafeteria, and uh, there was this girl there that served me my my meal, and and uh, I was you know West Texas had cowboy boots on, had a hat, had one of those snap button <laughs> shirts, you know the typical crew cut, you know, and you know I had just the spurs on, yeah, was coming through well, like John Wayne. You know, I couldn't bring my, I had a Volkswagen, didn't have a horse, but you know. <laughs> so uh, so we had an interaction there, and and uh, and this girl who turned out to be your mom in the future. And just embarrassed me. I, I thought, good night. This, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't mm. understand this. And she, she was living, you know, she lived in California from North Dakota. And uh, long story short, uh, we started dating, and and uh, this was in August when I got there. Started dating in I think late September, October. Uh, engaged in February and married the following August. Yeah. And uh, so, so you, it's wow. a three-year program when you went, but you did right. it in two and a half years. Yep. So went, went to summer quick. school, yeah, because yeah. I, I felt an urgency to get to the Navajo Reservation. We were going to yeah. go, 
work uh, on the, how'd you convince this california girl to go to navajo reservation well i i told her i said and, and you know looking back i thought and again the frontal lobe wasn't developed very well. and i said <laughs> you were 19 18 yeah i was 18 and uh, so I, I said uh, i said sherry you need to go out uh, 19 i said you need to go out and check out the reservation and you know if this is going to be our life you need to be convinced and and i think it was a good thing and she went out there and and spent a couple of months and and uh, she mm. loved it and came back and we got married and and, uh, my earliest memories are on the Navajo reservation, uh, with our German shepherd lady oh, yeah. and bunny rabbits, rabbits. I mean, they were in my past, Ruben. Dude, I mean, they oh, have these yeah. rabbit cages and I would play in these rabbit cages. We had little rabbits that some dogs ate or wolves yeah, or I don't yeah, know what they were. It was a dog, a big giant dog. Ate the rabbits. And anyway, my earliest memories were on the Navajo reservation. There was this old Indian and you know who he is, but I don't know who he is, oh, but yeah. he Franklin terrified Mose. me. Every service, he'd come and he'd pull out his pocket knife and he goes, I'm going to cut off your ear and your, your ears and your nose and I'm going to have stew. And I believed him. I believed this Indian was going to oh. cut my stinking ears and nose off. <laughs> and so I'd hide behind my dad and my dad wouldn't do anything. And I was like, do you not see this Indian's going to about to chop my fingers off? And, he's, and he wouldn't protect me. And I was like, every service, I was terrified of this. Do dude. you still have your fingers? I have ears? them. But at the time as a little kid, though, I Why mean, not? my head was like, Why I know. He's he probably, serious. He probably and, and he would every week by the skin of my teeth. Every yeah. week, and he would pull his knife out. I remember. Oh that. no, it was scared. Yeah, no. It terrified me. Okay, Siri, sure, that's Siri. not for you. <laughs> I thought he was serious, not Siri. So <laughs> she don't know how to listen. She yeah. doesn't. She's uh oh. Yeah, she's recording this conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. That dude yeah. scared me. But anyway, the earliest yeah. memories in Navajo Reservation. We lived there for a while. I'm gonna yeah, like fast four forward years. super fast. Yeah. So. Navajo Reservation, then you became a pastor in yeah. Grants, Milan, yeah. Milan, New Mexico. New Mexico. Um, I remember that as a kid. And oh, then yeah. you were a pastor and you had a missionary come in. Right. And it was a was it a missions conference or a missions conference? Yeah, it was emphasis, a, a missions was conference. It? Was yeah, he the only yeah. guy there or was there other people the there? The only guy. I remember as a kid, this is something that um, I don't know how clearly my memories are, but I remember us having a lot of missionaries come through and sit around our table. Oh, yeah. And oh, so yeah. you'd have people over and, and I would hear stories from sure. ethiopia or you know france. africa the guy france. From france oh yeah um and it was always fun to have people that lived in other places i started collecting stamps because i was yep. like i need to i need to collect this stuff from other countries so uh, right. that was cool so tell me about the missions conference and then what happened in that missions conference. yeah well we were right there on i-40 if you go just west on from yukon and uh, eventually you'll end up in milan new mexico yeah so that was a Real traveled from Albuquerque to Flagstaff, Southern California. There's not a whole lot out there. Yeah. So we'd have missionaries come through, and uh, we'd always get them a hotel and uh, give them a love offering, you know, and maybe fill up their car with gas. And then if they needed another day or two to a place to stay, we'd say, well, you know, we can't afford a hotel, but you can stay with us. And that's the reason the missionaries were yeah. in, in your in our house. And, uh, so, and we always loved missionaries and we had been a missionary in the Navajo reservation that kind of knew that lifestyle. And, uh, but it was during that conference, this guy came and, uh, presented Costa Rica and God had been kind of working on me about going, going back to the mission field like somewhere, yeah. somewhere. And I always had a real love for Hispanic people. And in fact, the pr first person I ever shared Christ with in high school, his name was Junior Hernandez. Hmm. And, uh, hmm. and I remember Junior, accepted Christ, you know, I witnessed to him and he made a decision to, 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 to receive Christ and, and, uh, just hear the message. So I always had this, this, you know, this love for Hispanic people. And, and this guy came and, and presented Costa Rica 
And I really didn't know much about Costa Rica and, and God just, you know, just really convinced me and worked on my heart. And so we started making plans and I told your mom, I think we need to go back to the mission field. She said, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and I said, well, just pray about it. And we've always done that, Ray, you know that. Yeah. And uh, so she, we prayed about six months. And at the end of that six months, we were convinced. And we, we knew that that's where we wanted to go. We needed to go. And it was, you know. I think was, I was like uh, six or seven years old, maybe yeah. seven years old. And then um, you started raising funds uh, right. to make it to Costa Rica. Um, I, I, tra- I got to travel with you quite a bit. I think oh, the yeah. adventure was a lot of fun because I got to go with you just myself sometimes. Right. Yeah. But then we got this little pop-up tent trailer and we pulled this thing around. I don't even know what car pulled it around, but Ford we had something. Ford Escort. Well, Ford Escort. There you go. Ford Escort from the 80s. Yeah, it was a little tiny st- station wagon, remember? Yeah, and, and uh, so we pulled this uh, this uh, pop-up tent trailer, and I remember just as a kid, just the wild adventure of like oh, yeah. every night we'd pop this thing up and sleep somewhere else, you know? Yeah, yeah it was fun. Uh, so that was, that a, was little, a lot of fun. Had a little porta potty Of course, yeah. as a kid, we have, you know, my, my memories are are skewed to me, to me. Sure. And so you could talk to my brother and sister, it might be different, but I just remember us, we visited so many churches, uh, partially as a family and then partially just you oh, and yeah. me. And a lot of them was this conversation as we're driving up to the church. All right, guys, we're going to the service. You better behave. You better put a smile on your face. You better put a, you better put your hand out and shake and tell your name and hand out our, our banana prayer card. You know, we had that oh, banana yeah. prayer card. Oh, yeah. And it was like, <clears throat> as a kid, it kind of messed with me oh, because sure. It was like, God's called us, but then we have to put on this. It wasn't even a show, but it was no. like, we have to put on a face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was performance. A perfor- yeah. It was like, we had to be these perfect people oh, yeah. in order to raise money to go overseas. Yeah. And I'm a seven-year-old, so I, I, my mind wasn't necessarily processing it very well. Yeah. But it was an interesting sure. mind game with me because w- the only church I ever knew was our church. Sure. And then we started visiting all these different churches that were really different than us. Oh, yeah. And mm. uh, you become this chameleon, you know, as you're oh, growing yeah. up. Um, so during that time, you know, we had this prayer card and I said, pray for the rotens. It was like a banana, yeah. cut out these bananas and the bunch, be, be one of the know, bunch, be one of the bunch. And, and it was, you know, <laughs> yeah. super creative and innovative <clears throat> and on cardstock. So it was cool. Yeah. Um, the but as we, paper. yeah, exactly. Do you, do you remember cutting those out? Oh, I cut, I mean, I cut so many out. I had blisters on my fingers. Was, that was fun. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hundreds of them. Um, but I, I, you guys always included us in the process. It wasn't like this was your thing. This was a family right. thing. And yeah, I think absolutely. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. But I remember as a nine-year-old, we landed in Costa Rica as a nine-year-old and talk about just a shock. You guys went oh, by yeah. yourselves first and kind of visited. Um, you came back telling stories that I thought we were going to live and the stories that you told, we never did like deep sea fishing and oh, yeah. going out to the, on a boat in the ocean. Like we never did we that. We never stuff. did that. Yeah. And so it's like. You came back telling us stories that I never lived. Yeah, but we lived our own stories, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, we had uh, other cool uh, things. We did. I mean, adventure. Uh, I guess is, is the theme is did. the adventure. Is yeah. the adventure of, of yeah. growing up in <clears throat> Central America. Um, it was phenomenal. I, I want to. I'm sorry, our time's running out, and I know we we don't have all day. I'd I'd like to reminisce all day about it. But one of the things that was so impactful in my life growing up was as a 14 year old, um, I have cancer. I had cancer. We mm-hmm. talked about it in our two episodes ago right. um, where I found this tumor. Yep. For some reason, why didn't we go to the doctor? Like, maybe you can answer this. You're on the episode now. So why yeah. was a doctor not really a part of our lives? Because I don't remember, other than getting a tetanus shot or getting like, yeah. booster shots, I don't remember ever going to the doctor. Well, it was, I don't know. Maybe it goes back to the military upbringing or something. It was kind of 
our, and we say this jokingly, uh, you know, it, it, we had this philosophy, no blood, no sympathy, <laughs> you know, and, uh, which is kind of, kind of weird. But, uh, but I remember you coming to me and, and saying, Hey dad, I've got this little, this little bump and, and a uh, little thing. And I remember saying, you know, if that thing grows, you, you let grows me know. Grows or hurts, let me know. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, and it did get big. I mean, in just a, a short, later, yeah, yeah. In just a short period of time. And I remember going to the, to the doctor and, and, uh, and uh, what's his name? Juan Bautista. Yeah, is it Pettis. Juan, Juan, Pettis. Juan Pettis. Juan Pettis. Juan Pettis. Yeah. But it's Bautista. Juan, yeah. Juan uh, Pettis Bautista. Uh-huh, or Juan yeah. Bautista Pettis. Whatever. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he went in there and he super nice guy. I don't know if you remember. Oh, him. Yeah. Super nice Phenomenal guy. Dude. Great, great doctor. And, and he still, um, when we left, he's still he's one of the directors he's of old. the Clinica Biblica. Yeah, he's, he's old. old. Yeah, he's old. Yeah. And uh, wow. but super, super good doctor. And and uh, so went in there and, you know, he did the surgery and, and, uh, and I remember the day we walked back in there and got the results from the pathology well, I remember it too. and, uh, you know, he examined you and you were behind a thing and he handed it to me. It was all in Spanish and in the very bottom, it said lymphoma and Hodgkin, mal de the Hodgkins. And, uh, and I remember going home and you, you talked about that medical manual thing hmm. and, uh, and it did say that it was a, a, a terminal uh, disease, but it was an old medical manual that we got from the Navajo Reservation, and we chunked that thing, you know, yeah, that's <laughs> when cool. and we, we just threw it away and uh, started making calls and and like you said in the, in the previous episode that that uh, we just started living this part of the adventure and I and I look at that I mean it was not it was a difficult time a stressful time. How old time. was our church because it was and, in 1990. Yes we just so our started. Our church was like a year old yeah, maybe a year, year old. and a half old. Yeah year old. I don't I, what, what blows me away and this is something that has stuck with me and it really has shaped me is that for me our life and I, I processed this for this deputation raising money we had been in Costa Rica learning the language, went back to raise more funds to be able to start a church, had just started church, kind of like our, it was like the goal, which the goal was to start a church to, to, to share Christ with a community. We had found a community. We had a building. It was like all this stuff. And as a, as a 14 year old in my head, I thought, Oh, I have cancer. I don't even know what this is, but I've got to deal with this on my own. And yet as a family, you guys just shut things down and walked away from it all. And it was so, it was huge. Like for oh, me, yeah. I just, I, I still had a hard time. I, even now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, how many parents would actually stop everything yeah. and walk away? And I know that you, you were in a, in a, in a career that maybe allowed that, but it was still hard. I mean, it was yeah. still, I don't know how many, I don't know how expensive this thing was. It, it was yeah. lots of money and we had good insurance that helped with that. But I mean, uh, the adventure of saying, okay, God, you're in control and we're going to walk away as a family right. and and it, with a small baby church and yeah. with ministry. Cause I remember having a conversation with you. I was like, well, um, I guess I'm, you guys just need to drop me off. And he was like, no, Ray, we're, we're leaving. Hmm. We're going to go take care of this. Yeah. Wow. And I, as a 14 year old that thinks that he knows what's going on, it's just like, wow. Yeah. Like just walk away. And that was one of those things, Ray, that when your mom and I got married, that was one of the things we determined we were going to be intentional with our family. We're going to tell you guys over and over that we loved you. We're going to try to do our best. We're going to spend time with family that we didn't really have, that I didn't have growing up. 
Well, and you carved out so, the time to do it. I remember exactly. every year we'd go on a trip to the beach, you yeah. know, Tamarindo. We'd go out there yeah. and had a great time as a family. Yep. We'd go hiking in the mountains and, yep. and we'd go up to the highest peak in Costa Rica, 13,000 yeah. feet, which we could talk about that some other time. But yeah. um, those we adventures bought bikes. were Remember huge. Remember when we bought bikes? Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, <laughs> that's well, another story. as a teenager, you... That was after cancer, and you yeah. had back problems and knee problems because of hiking and running. Oh, and yeah. so from from 15 to when I left home, it, we went hiking, but that was about it. And I know we had yeah. bikes, but you were in a lot of pain all the time. Yeah. And yeah. so when I was in college, you had surgeries that took care of that stuff. Oh, yeah. But when I was a teenager, there wasn't a lot of activity going yeah. on. And it was because of just the... <laughs> yeah, we did hiking. We did your, your body, you know. You know? Whitewater rafting, remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fun right. stuff. And we did stuff. So yeah. you guys are probably to blame for my back problems. I think so. You guys got so big and strong that, uh, and I was afraid of you. The I day, in a cradle. yeah, the day that you can pin your dad is the day that oh, life's yeah. over, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, that's when you start Ruben, having you back had a problems. military dad too, right? I did, yeah. So, yeah. well, that's why, that's where that question came from that I asked you earlier about like if you had to pry and kind of prod and um, ask, be, be intentional about asking questions because my oh, dad yeah. never talked about any of that stuff either. I actually had the privilege of going back and asking my dad some some questions. Uh, I went back uh, last, uh, I guess it would be July, mm -hmm. and had the uh, the privilege of um, officiating my sister's wedding, which oh, was wow. a pretty cool um, experience. But and I had to got to ask my dad some um, some questions about just growing up and religion and why why like why he was the way that he was, why he made some of the decisions mm -hmm. that he made. And I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you and it's a, it's amazing to me. And I had this thought is like, okay, um, we process things as we receive them and experience them. Right. We process things through how, and you even said it, Ray is like, um, well, this was my, the way that I experienced it. Sure. And so I think if we're, if we're not careful, I, and I wanted to ask you too, as you understood more of your dad's story and, and what he went through in the military and some of the, you know, the POW stuff and, um, how, how he experienced life. Um, I found that as I ask my dad more questions, I'm much more gracious and understanding of like, Oh, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. Why, why we were raised that way or why you, you felt that way about certain things or why you were so staunch on some oh, yeah. things and not others. Um, and I think it's so important. And this is why I love the opportunity that we get to have to sit here with you. I'm learning things about you and your family <laughs> and your story, um, that I didn't know. And it helps yeah. me, it helps me love you better. Right. Um, it helps me know like, okay, Randy is not just Randy. He's not monochrome. He's not just like one facet. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's, it's not to like you just ended up here. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's right. a story that God has been writing throughout your life yeah. and the people that he's placed in your life, your, your, your mama and you know, these different people that right. we could, if we're not careful, we, we just, um, 
maybe dismiss those experiences, but really there's an intentional story that God has been writing with your life throughout your life. And I, I, I'm amazed at the experience that you've had and and that you've had Ray with, with the, the missionary travels and the pop-up tent, you know, (laughs) those things that it's, it's all part of who you are and it, and it's shaped you. And so I say that, and I ask you that question because I, I, the more that I understand about my dad's story and some of the things that he went through, um, it really deepens my love for him because if I'm not, if I didn't know where some of those things came from, the temptation is to be bitter and to angry and to say, well, my, my dad was just, you know, he just, he treated us like this and leave it at that. Right. But when we really understand people's story and why they, they came to, um, do the things that they did, right. Then we're like, okay, we're able to like really be patient with people and really understand, um, kind of some of the things that shaped them, just like we were shaped with sure. our experiences and the way that we experience people and life and all those kinds of things. And so I would say, I mean, one of the, one of the things that I love about what we're, what we're doing is that we're really just having a conversation with people and it, we're not expecting it to go any one way. I mean, you saw my my notepad here. I had <laughs> I had the date and then guest Randy Rowe. I yeah. had no clue where yeah. this conversation was going to go. But uh, I'm thankful for the opportunity that we have to you know sit across the table and yeah, get to know sure. your story because it encourages me. It encourages it and it encourages uh, me to really see God at a um a bigger view. Because Absolutely. why why in the world would God allow us to cross paths? Exactly. We've all ended up in Yukon, <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma, yeah. which is just right? it's a phenomenal thing. It's amazing. And to add yeah. to your to add to your comment, I think one of our temptations as people that are serving in ministry, mm-hmm. and you've been in ministry my whole life. Yeah. And yeah. one of the temptations is to use our story and try to fit everyone into our story and say, these are the benchmarks. These are the, right. these are the timelines in my life. Right. Without even acknowledging, maybe not everybody has a mamma. Maybe not everybody has a, mm-hmm. a VBS story or a camp story. And we try to like squeeze people into this, this experience and then say, you need to be just like me when that's impossible. Yeah, that's exactly uh, you right. You have a history, I have mm-hmm. a history, Ruben has a history, yeah. and it's we're not going to be the same. Yeah. And we're going to think differently because of our experiences. And the one thing that kind of glues us is that experience with Jesus. And that's exactly. the, that is the one thing that's different. But Ruben found Jesus by himself on a Thursday, and you found him at a youth camp singing yeah. in the choir. That's like <laughs> preaching to the choir, you know? Yeah, and it's like, exactly. And then I found oh, him. That's funny. My, yeah, it's got it's like... <laughs> Ray's dropping peewees, jokes over here. Pee-wee's in the choir. Uh, <laughs> gosh. But you, That's awesome. At least it's not Pee-wee Herman. I mean, at least it's not that. Hello. Pee-wee wrote. <laughs> Come on, Pee-wee guys. Pee-wee Randell. Okay, guys. <laughs> is it okay, coming, guys? So, but, but it's like we need to remember through the process, and I'm learning even things that I didn't know in this conversation, is like people have a story. Oh, yeah. And we cannot put everyone in a box Exactly right. Um, because you can't do that, and that's yeah. the beauty of what God does, which is so different. I, we were yeah. we were um, helping some people plan a funeral today, and and I was looking through this little brochure while while people were walking around, and there was this brochure about you can take your your passed on loved one's fingerprint and create some jewelry out of it, and I was like, 
I don't know if I want to wait till someone dies. I think I want that now. So I'm going <laughs> to, yeah. can I, can I do this for someone that's still alive? Yeah. You know, take yeah, Christie's yeah. fingerprint and wear it and put it on a yeah. ring. You know, it's like, yeah. those things are kind of weird, but I mean, you're, the fingerprint <laughs> is so unique oh, and yeah. it's something that God gives every person individually. And that's our story. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you can't take it and say, oh, everybody's going to fit in this little mold. That's right. And that's the beauty of adventure. Well, that's what's exciting uh, that we all have a story. And, uh, and just like my story, there's a lot of people that have, have helped me become the person that I am and, and have a part in my story. And, and I know you guys have the same people there's and and, and the, the, not the challenge, but the, the need is to recognize that what God's doing. And that's the reason I get up every morning and, okay, you know, what part of my story is he going to write today or yeah, who's yeah. going to play a part in what it's God's really doing. writing story. E- exactly. Yeah. And, and, and to me, that's exciting. And, uh, to, to get up and think about that. And, and I know you guys, and, and you're, you're right about understanding Ruben about, uh, you know, people's past, everything that's happened to us, you know, makes a mark on us and leaves mm-hmm. a mark good or bad. And, uh, but it kind of defines how we think or act and how we respond. And, uh, and I think if we learn to take that into account when we're dealing with people mm-hmm. and realize, well, okay, why is that person responding or why do they, they talk like that or act that way? Well, there's something in their past that probably marked them mm-hmm. good or bad and, uh, to, to, to act like that. Yeah. So, so I think that helps us, especially in ministry because, you know, sometimes you think, okay, well, that's a, this guy's just a jerk. I'm going to write him off. Well, yeah. you know, what if God, why is he acting that way? What yeah. is the story? What if is God did that, that to us? Okay. Well, you know, it's just a, yeah. you know, you're going to write well, this person like off. Some people I do <laughs> want to write off and say, oh, well, jerk, I know. I, I, jack well, wagon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's like, our human nature, but I'm glad that God didn't do that. The, the what you said, you said the temptation in ministry is yeah. like that whole conformity thing. Like we, th- we want to fit people into this box. And exactly. so, if we're not careful, I think we try to uh, change people instead of understand people. Wow, yeah, and, that's good. And like, if we don't understand people, then I don't even know that really like true transformation can take place because you can modify someone's behavior. You can say, "Hey, you shouldn't do this," or "You yeah. should do this," or "Hey, you're out of line here." And and, well, and sometimes and, and, and people do, do it. Well, and, yeah, well, and they get really good at when you're around exactly. acting that way, but then when they're not around you, and that's why we have like in the church, there's oh, yeah. we're guilty sometimes of being accused as being hypocrites mm. because we get really good around certain people acting certain ways. Mm. But then when we're not around that, those people, we act different ways. Um, and I think, uh, it's, it's important to like recognize that in ourselves and our, in our, ability to, like you said from the beginning, kind of being a chameleon yeah. of learning to act a certain way and respond certain ways. Um, but if we don't even understand our own story and take the time right. to wake up every morning and to say, okay, what part of my story is God writing today? Yeah. A pastor told me one time, he said, and I think this is why I think names are so important to me, is he said, um, every everybody has a name every name has a story and every story matters to God. And so I was like, I don't know why that stuck with me, but I was like, whoa. And so I started like rehearsing people's names in my mind and memorizing people's names because I want people to know that their story, the story that God is writing with their life actually has significance. It matters. um, And, and that they matter. And so I want to, I, I think as I grow older, 
I become, and you know, even the conversation that I was able to have with my dad, it helped me understand him a little bit more and have more compassion. And I sure. think even in that, when I was able to have more compassion for him, in some way, I was able to have more compassion for myself sure. and to understand my own story a little bit better and say, oh, like that, that helps me understand well, maybe why even offer some, some forgiveness and not, like you said, self-compassion, self-forgiveness, self-awareness. Yeah. I, you're, you're mentioning, and I, we don't have time, but man, I, I look at your story and I look at the current state of your story and it's been a faith journey, but it's also been, I don't know what other words to use, but it's been like an evolution of sure. uh, practice too, because yeah. you were, you were um, converted for lack of a better word into a pretty staunch legalistic movement. And over the years, I've seen how you've allowed God to shape you in a different way, even as a, even as a 12 year old, when you started your church, making some decisions that were outside the norm right. in the movement. Um, and then mm -hmm. even progressing forward, you know, I remember vividly a conversation when we were seven or eight years, when I was seven or eight years old, is like, Hey uh, guys, your mom's not gonna wear pants anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Your mom's gonna start wearing pants. You know what I'm saying? She was oh, wearing yeah. dresses only. Oh, yeah. And then there was a conversation with us as kids that you're going to wear mom's going to wear pants. And I'm like, and you said occasionally. And I was like, holy cow, this is a big deal. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. I remember these conversations wow, sure. and I remember some evolution that happened, but then I remember bumping into some of the legalism as we grew oh, up sure. with people that would swim in jeans, like Ruben talked about a few episodes ago. Oh, and, man. <laughs> and I remember those oh, yeah. things. And as <clears throat> we're growing, as I'm growing up and as I see your story kind oh, yeah. of transforming, it amazes me that that you are where you are um, as a faith journey, yeah. you know, you've, you've gone from a pastor of a stable place to a missionary on a faith journey from a missionary on a faith journey to a pastor back in the States as a faith journey, 30 years later, right. uh, in, a, in a different culture and the co two cultures changed. And then taking another step, even recently away from full-time ministry into full-time ministry in a different yeah, way, you know exactly. what I'm saying? It's like, a different way. That kind yeah. of stuff just, just it's fascinating. Yeah. And it's a, and it's a faith journey, I guess. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I look back, Ray, and maybe the legalism or the you know, strict rules, maybe the military upbringing, the way I was raised. Very attractive, I, yeah. I needed that, those boundaries and stuff. And as a, you know, but uh, it, it is, it, as, as a saying, it is what it is. Yeah. And, but God used that. That's part of my story. And yeah. I can't deny that that's part of my story. Yeah. But, uh, but you can go back and, and we've talked about is you can see God's grace mm -hmm. and, uh, and, yeah. and it's God's working and, and, uh, you know, and I'm glad where I'm at. I love being here with you guys, you, you Jack wagons. <laughs> and, uh, well, it's and, the journey. Uh, <laughs> and I think, I think the thing that I've seen in you, and this is where a lot of people that are in ministry have missed it is that I see it as a journey. Yes. It's not this, like you arrived at a destination and then you're this way for the rest of your life. Right. Cause I've seen that way too many times in ministers and pastors and oh, people sure. in, in church is that, Oh, I've arrived here and I'm never changing again right. instead of, Oh, okay. I've, I've arrived here and this journey is taking me from place to place. One thing that I wanted to get into that we didn't get into was the, um, the trailblazing spirit that you have oh, yeah. when we're out hiking. <laughs> and so I've kind of shared this with Ruben before is that in ministry, I have this entrepreneurial, like trailblazing spirit in ministry. Ruben likes a path and mm -hmm. he wants to run down a path that's already established. And I like to create a path. And so we work mm -hmm. really well together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But when we're out hiking, I like a path that I, cause I'm not like this big, I like to have adventure, but I'm not like out in the boonies 
completely prepared. And so I need to know that this path is leading somewhere and I can get back home. But you out in the boonies, you want to get off the path and go trailblaze. You know what I'm saying? And so it's a weird, to me, that's a weird thing. But in ministry, there's sometimes that you have a combo of those two things. You have this need for a path, but also a need to trailblaze. So it's kind of a interesting little dynamic. And and I think, Ray, it may may go back to sense of direction. Yeah. And uh, because you kind of struggle with directional. I'm inside and I don't know where I'm at. (laughs) Exactly. I I don't think I've ever been lost out trailblazing. I can go off trails blazing and and make a circle and come back within a few hundred yards. I've been lost a few too many times. uh, (laughs) And and I think that's part of it. You know, you you need direction and you want to give people direction. And that's awesome. And I I love that in you. And uh, I think that's what God has gifted you with. I, I like to trailblaze. I like to do something. And I think maybe that goes back to maybe my, especially my mom. Yeah. She was a very adventurous. She was, you know, I thought outside the box and stuff. And so, yeah. so, you know, I, 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 I kind of like that. But it's kind of weird. I mean, I and, think uh, and that's, I'm trying to like figure this out, yeah. but you and I have gone camping now for several years. We go to Colorado, yeah. we go to the Rockies, which we never even got to. But, yeah. um, one of the things that I am dependent on, I'm dependent that you and my brother are going to have it mapped out. I'm dependent <laughs> yeah. that you guys are going to tell me what to pack. Right. I'm dependent that you guys are going to give me the tools that I need. Now, obviously I've stretched some of them. I take a little too much comfort stuff take with way me. too much stuff. I like a lot of weight because <laughs> I want to have, eventually, this is my goal. My goal glamping is when we go the Rockies. glamping. Yeah. My, my goal is over the years to have my own safari tent out in the Rockies, <laughs> like full, even with a butane refrigerator. I don't know. <laughs> so awesome. I can come back and get a cold drink, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I have this vision, but it's like, but I depend on you guys yeah. when we're out in a place I don't know. Yeah. But when it comes to ministry and my vocation, I feel like I'm the one that is exploring oh, yeah. and knows the path. Oh, yeah. And so it's a weird, I'm trying to figure that it out is. because it is. I'm not even interested in knowing more about the outside world as far as like the Rockies. I mean, I'm interested in seeing it, yeah. but I don't want to be the one planning the trip. But when it comes to my vocation, I love planning the trip. So yeah. I don't. I can't figure well, out good. why. Well, that's and the reason guys put us trip. together, you know. Ruben's going to go on the trip next time, yeah. maybe. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about going on the trip with ministry, but yes, oh, okay. I would love to go to the Rockies. Yeah, we, we have want to you adopt to you. There's this paperwork you have to sign. I yes. Don't know. I mean, is yes. it like a liability waiver? You might no. die. It's not it's, a liability waiver. It's like actually you have to put what's a, yours is mine and yes. what mine is mine. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yes. And you have to put a cash deposit down. Oh, okay. So, deal. Is it non-refundable? Non-refundable. I don't think you're going to die. It's just no, no, no. There's things that will happen out there. You've got to stay out there. No, if you die, we're not. Max, your body, by the way, is so funny because we, you know, he's gone two years now and he's nine. And the last day we were in the Rockies this time, he goes, man, I got to stop my camping talk. Now I got to cook. <laughs> I got to put my home talk on. <laughs> so he's like in his head, he has this chip he puts in. Oh yeah. When we're camping, we're oh, going to. Yeah fart and we're going to talk about stuff. <laughs> yeah. And when we come back home, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, we're, exactly. civilized, we're civilized people. Now. Yeah, civilized. Yeah, exactly. Funny. Come back to Man, I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I can't just pee on a tree, you know? Yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> so, all right. Anything else you want to mention? Cause we're going to have to have you back. Cause there's a whole bunch of awesome. stuff we didn't. I'd love into. to come back. Yeah. Um, I, as long as there's cold brew. The last, oh man, I'll, I love making we'll do cold something. brew. So, um, I did one thing that I wanted to, that stuck out to me when you were talking about your, journey with cancer and stuff like that is that you were that when it came to your family and you knew you had to make a decision and you, you framed it up at Ray as saying you walked away from it all. And so I I, want to recognize that there's not a lot of 
um, well, maybe that's unfair to say. Uh, in my experience, there's not a whole lot of people that would be willing to do that. And I think it's because you had this deep-seated trust, you, a brand new church. It's only a year old, right? And you're like, man, this is what, this was kind of in, in your mind. It was probably like, this is this was the goal. Like, this is what we planned right. to do. And it was and now, real. It wasn't like it was a fake <clears throat> ministry. It was actually a real ministry oh, with yeah. real people. Yeah. My parents weren't just missionaries sitting on the beach. They were actually working. And oh. so that's what it struck me because it was like, we were deeply invested in this thing. Oh yeah. yeah. All of us were. It was but our whole yet, life. I think you were able to step away from that. And what strikes me is that what, what deep seated trust that you must've had mm. that it wasn't about, you were able to walk away and say, God, I entrust this ministry, these people, because now I'm in a, I'm find myself in a situation where the child that you have entrusted to me needs my care. Yep. And so I'm going to trust that you're going to take care of this while I take care of what uh, the the individual that you have entrusted to me and my, right. and wow. my family. Yep. And that would have been, I don't know, I, I would have wrestled with that really hard. And so I'm, I'm blessed to hear that story because what a cool um, testament of your trust and to show that you, that it wasn't about you. And you say this all the time, right? You say, it's not about us. It's about Jesus. It's not about us. It's about others. Um, And I think if your ministry at that point was about you and you being successful and you being able to go back and tell your, you know, supporters that look what we did, you know, like we, we planted this church and it was amazing. And if it was about you in that moment, I think you would have had a really hard time walking away because it would have risen and fallen on you. Absolutely. But you said, God, I'm entrusting you with this because I believe that you've also entrusted me with, with this child. And there's some things that I need to take care of. Yeah, um, that's exactly and right. That's an and, example of and, trust. and I don't know if you remember Ray, uh, uh, Dr. Pettis said, you can do the treatments here. I don't know if you remember that conversation. Yeah. He said, you can do the treatment here in Costa Rica, but if you have an opportunity, I would go back to the States. Well, there wasn't any, we didn't have to think about that. I mean, it was, it was Ray's health, taking care of Ray. Uh, it was shocking. It yeah, really was shocking. I can't more even describe than ministry. how shocking that was and, to me. But there was no, yeah. I mean, we didn't have to, and I didn't even talk to your mom about that. I mean, that was the decision. And I remember, I don't know if you remember going back to the house, we were in the car, we were Both. talking about things. And, well, that's uh, when I told you in the car, I was like, so how is this going to happen? I'm not going to see you guys for a while and I'm going to have yeah. to go and do this thing by myself. And you're like... Oh, this, we're doing this together. Yeah, exactly. This is our family. Exactly. And all my treatments, I mean, we were in the room together. Every time <laughs> yes. I had a treatment, we yeah. would joke about losing that's another hair. Sto- and we would, <laughs> that's I mean, another like, story. Your brother and sister, you know, are I'm, you going to eat that, Ray? I know. I, no. I mean, they brought some incredible food that I just wouldn't eat. <laughs> yeah. and everybody's like, hovering yeah. around like yeah. like buzzards buzzards for, you know, <laughs> you know, on my plate I, yeah. he's know? like hey you're gonna you're gonna leave a little bit yeah. uh, left i'm not over. eating any of it yeah, so i need some eat. fried chicken that's yeah. what i was wanting you know fried chicken <laughs> exactly. not a mushroom burger yeah. no, oh, that i don't ever want to eat again yeah, yeah. after yeah. my very Wendy's, first cancer uh, yeah oh. swiss and mushroom dude my very first <laughs> cancer treatment the very first one i got oh. the cancer treatment and i went down the road and we drove by and there was this mushroom melt. wendy's wendy's mushroom melt and i was like oh i'd like to try that 
Dude, I even even right now I'm just thinking, <laughs> oh, and I'm wow. like, I don't want <laughs> not only a Wendy's a mushroom, mushroom burger, but it's from a yeah, fast ruined food them restaurant. Wow. <laughs> but fried chicken, holy crap! Every uh, single uh, treatment, I was like, where's yeah. the fried chicken? Yeah. You know, yeah. that was like what I craved. But that was awesome. a great time. I mean, well, the, and I will tell you, the one monumental. I, there's a lot of monumental moments. I'd say big moments. This was the biggest trajectory change for me, and it's affected me to this day. I, it's not cancer. It's not my cancer treatments. It's not, it's not any of that experience. It's the, the decision that you and mom made and our family made yeah. to, to do this as a family. It just, there's nothing. I just, I don't even know what my life would be. Yeah. I might still, still be living and be fine, but it's well, like, I don't know what my life would be now if it wasn't for that moment, that decision. Sure. Well, and that's even shaped the way that you do ministry. Cause you say all the time. You say it's walking with people. Yeah. It's it's going through life with people. It's not yeah. about you know, uh, you know, a decision here or a decision there or a destination. You say, man, I just want to walk with people, and yeah. and that's that's yeah. what you did. You said, you know what, I'm gonna be with my son, yeah. um, and we're gonna walk through this together as a family, right? Um, and you said you felt like I never felt you, alone. You ever. thought initially oh, when yeah. you got the diagnosis, you're like, Oh my goodness. Like I'm going to have to go through cancer alone. Yeah. And then your dad made that decision and your mom and your family to walk through it with you and that, and my siblings. And they taught my siblings that, and I think that's wow. part of our family dynamic. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Cool. what an incredible thing that you guys chose to do. And as a result, it's just natural for your kids. It's yeah. just a weird. <clears throat> and that was the decision we make. We yeah. make decisions that our kids will affect them deeply. Yeah. And um, family's a big deal, Ray. You know that. Yeah. And that's, yeah. You know, our family, I love family. <laughs> I really yeah. do. And yeah. and I like not not just family, family, but our church family. I, yeah. I like family. I, been, I just yeah. love it. It's been a joy. Love it really it. has. Well, our ramble has like, we've poked our head out of the hole a few times, and now we need to jump out of the hole because time's yep. up. Because I got to go. Ruben's got to go. Got he's minute. got a very big thing he's got to do. My dad's got a big thing he's got to do. I've got a meeting that starts in 30 seconds, which is not going to happen. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, before we wrap up, there's one thing I want to do. I'm going to give you something. You're the second person Ooh, to receive one. Awesome. Um, I'm holding in my hands a rabbit hole ramble sticker. Sweet. And here is what we're going to do. We're waiting to the very end of this episode to even say it yep. because you got to listen all the way to now. If you want one of these Rabbit Hole Ramble stickers, you can have one. And they look pretty awesome. For the simple price of zero. No. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> free dollars if you and will, free cents. Yeah, free dollars and free cents. Thank you. <laughs> if you will email us. Is it email or DM? Which one do you want? Email? Either one. Either way. I think okay. either way. You can either direct message us on Instagram or you can email us at hello at Rabbit Hole Ramble. That's our email. Hello at Rabbit Hole Ramble dot com. You can email us there or you can direct message us. On our Instagram. On our Instagram. Which is now, at Rabbit Hole Ramble. At, at Rabbit Hole Ramble on Instagram. Here's what we need. We need your name and your address. And if you send us your name and address to either hello at rabbitholeramble.com or at rabbitholeramble on Instagram. If you do that, we'll send you one free of charge. That way you can represent the Rabbit Hole Ramble. That's right. That's cool. They're pretty cool. I, it's it's pretty amazing. Neat. You yeah, made you had neat. them made on Amazon, and, which I was like, and it's pretty, die cut and everything. It's cut out to the shape of the logo and all sweet. that. It's pretty cool. That's pretty pretty sweet. cool. So anyway, did I give you another one already? No. Okay, there you go. Oh, sweet. One. Now I have one for my for my sticker so, sticker cup. If you'd like a sticker, well, here's what's cool: is I gave someone yesterday one of these stickers because she is the only person outside of one other person that has given us a review on 
on Apple Podcast. Oh, so cool. give us a review on Apple Podcast, like, subscribe, share, whatever you want to do. That would be very helpful um, for people to get. But we've gotten a few messages from people, which has been very encouraging. Super encouraging. Gotten yeah. some direct messages from people, very encouraging. Um, if these have been helpful to you, share them and let us know that you're listening. If you'd like a Rabbit Hole Ramble sticker, email us hello at rabbitholeramble.com or Instagram. So really cool. My appointment just showed up at the door. They said, well, the office door. They're at the office. Nice. So so we got to go. Signing off. So this has been awesome. Uh, thanks, Pee Wee Randall. <laughs> yes. Oh, thanks I, for when I said us. that, when I was thinking about he it, knew, I thought he knew it's it. the quiet that part out loud. It just happened. I know. The There's quiet a trance that happens on the rabbit hole ramble that you just sucked into the rabbit hole. Into and you're a rabbit stuck. hole. And you're stuck. Sucked and into so, the hole. Um, and Good. there are our little rabbits hopping around, letting us know. They're free time from the hole. To they poke our head out, out of the hole. And, jump out. and now they're roaming freely in so, the fields. Thank you very much for joining us you're today. You're welcome. It was awesome. We will. I enjoyed it. See you next time. Okay. See you, Thanks, bunnies. All right. Peace. Peace. Yeet. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs>